0: I'm Elena Salinas, and this is the Women in Tech Show, a show where women in tech talk about technology and career development. Today's guest is Cynthia T, Executive Director at Ada Developers Academy. Cynthia worked at Microsoft for 20 years, leading diverse products, and during this time, she also served as a mentor for many women. We talked about the ways in which she helped other women grow in their careers, and her work at the Ada Developers Academy. The Ada Developers Academy is a tuition-free program in Seattle, Washington, in the United States, where women can become software developers and get work experience. We also talked about her perspective on staying at a company for 20 years and how she would approach her career if she was starting now, in 2016. If you have any feedback, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. I love reading what you think. Or send me a tweet at Tech Women Show. Cynthia T is Executive Director at Ada Developers Academy. Cynthia, welcome to the Women in Tech Show. Welcome. It's great to be here. So you spend... A total of 20 years at Microsoft, and you led teams from areas in Windows App Store, Windows 7, tablet PC. What were some of the highlights of your trajectory at Microsoft?
1: Well, I think the highlights were really uh, the times in my career where I felt I was really well supported in terms of my work-life balance as well as really uh, pushed in terms of my growth. So uh, two such instances I can think of is one is when I started at Microsoft. It was actually on the consumer division team, which was headed up by Patty Stone Cypher. And she was a female VP reporting directly to Bill Gates. Her direct reports were women. Many of her direct reports were women. My manager's manager was a woman and her peers were women. And so that was... um, an extremely women friendly environment that it it took me a few months to realize that that was not happening anywhere else and still to this day I think uh, is very rare I have not seen that much uh, that much female leadership um, under one group uh, per se and, and that really inspired me that that helped me uh, have role models from the very beginning, and you know some of those role models have really uh, inspired me and and grown my career through the years. And I've definitely had allies in the company that have asked me to step up and do jobs that I've definitely felt either overqualified for or just not ready for, where people have told me like, no, you're actually the best candidate and I really want you to do this. So I think really looking back at all that and uh, understanding that as a minority, what it really took was people to really get behind me. I have definitely learned to do that for others as well.
0: Yes, definitely. And one of the things that you also mentioned at the Microsoft alumni event in Redmond was that while you were at Microsoft, you always had a passion for helping other women grow in their careers. What were some of the ways in which you were
1: achieving this? What what were the types of things that you would tell them? I would always tell them, You know, a lot of it is coaching, a lot of it is one-on-one coaching that I did both within my team, and I would say this applies to both men and women, but a lot of the coaching that I do is not necessarily about what technical decisions people had to make, but all about how they could get people to align behind them, all about not getting discouraged if they feel that they're not heard, all about how to get allies to back them up when necessary. Uh, all about really, like, how do I become a better manager? How do, we, how do I become a better leader? You know, what career choices should I make now? I'm about to have kids. What's going to happen after? So I got especially passionate about really helping women become better leaders and uh, you, you know, finding their way in the company. And so I've mentored people everywhere from those who just started to those who've been there for a couple of years, those who go through life transitions having children, uh, those who make the management chain jump. And so those are just things I've I found a lot of really joy doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Or like you said, even talking about them and setting a plan, because a lot of the times people would think not to consult with somebody else, but I think it definitely helps if, if women want to remain in tech or to retain them. So for things like that.
1: Yeah, you know, I've had the most amazing mentees in a way that I think with so many of them, I didn't feel like I had to do much work. They basically just came up to me and said, here's my problem, or here's what I'd like to do, or here's what I'm wrestling with. Here's what I've thought of so far. You know, can you give me your feedback? And then it would start there. So I didn't, I mean, there was just so much motivation and drive in each person that came up to me and talked to me about things. And I I felt like you know playing a guide and um, giving my feedback and bouncing ideas off of them was just, it was just great. It was just something I really enjoyed. And so I think part of that is also the mentees that I've had are, are pretty amazing. And that's no different from really most women that I've mentored in this industry, even outside of Microsoft.
0: And so let's talk a little more about working at a big corporation. Some of the things I heard of and I've seen is There's people that tend to remain in the same team or they don't really um, go higher up or develop themselves more, but there's people that do. So I'm wondering, personally, in what ways did you make the most out of your time at a big corporation like Microsoft?
1: I think really finding multiple mentors and talking to a lot of different people, and not just women, uh, I've had a lot of great men mentors as well. Really explore the possibilities. I think the biggest advantage of working in a big corporation is that you have the ability to figure out how to work in different product groups or with different people without having to change your entire job or the infrastructure or your, you know, your benefits and everything that your job has on the back end. So I think that just like really trying to reach out to people and, you know, trying to every couple of years really ask yourself, what kind of new experiences do you need? And in some time, and in some cases, you can actually get that from the same group. And in some cases, you'd have to go to a different group to get it. But I think that was the best thing about Microsoft is that while I've been at the same company for a while, I was able to get quite a broad range of experiences uh, within the company.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, Let's talk now about the Ada Developers Academy. You're an executive director there. Can you explain, just for those that
1: haven't heard of it, what is the Ada Developers Academy? So Ada Developers Academy is a training program for women and non-binary people. It basically takes students with a strong aptitude and interest in programming and brings them through a year of training to turn them into junior entry-level software developers.
0: What made you decide that
1: it was time to leave
0: Microsoft and join the Ada Developers Academy?
1: They were actually two separate decisions. So they were not actually tied. So the first one was just a matter of having been there for such a long time and feeling like I wanted to branch out and do something different. And perhaps I I actually initially thought just work for a smaller company I learned a lot by being in the corporate space and I felt like I could contribute to a company that was growing larger and uh, needed to align more people. But uh, as I was looking around, then I ran into this job opportunity and it was actually presented to me by a former direct reporter of mine who works in nonprofit circles and she passed it on to me and I just looked at it and thought about it and said, wow, this is a really huge Potentially just a huge impact thing. You know, I I felt like in as much as I did what I did at Microsoft, there was only so much impact it was going to have on bringing more women and more different underrepresented people into the industry. And I felt like Ada was approaching it in a very radical, bold, different way. And I really wanted to be part of that. I thought that's the kind of thing that can really make an impact on an entire city. Um, and just the makeup immediately of, of the various companies that work with Ada. And so it was really exciting for me to, to do that. And it is just, ex- you know, completely different from anything I've done. There's no software product attached to it, but it is. There's definitely a staff, there's a team. And, you know, it's really about uh, providing an opportunity for career transitions.
0: Yes. And you mentioned something just now about identifying that it was time to try something new. So I was just curious, if you were starting um, a job in 2016, do you think you would stay at the same company for two decades seeing how technology has changed? No. Okay, <laughs> why Why is that? I think that... That's very interesting. Yeah. What do you well... think has changed? Because I, I've talked to people um, older than me and they mentioned yeah back back in the day for us it was pick a company and stick with it and stay there so uh, what makes you say no
1: currently yeah, 20 years is a really long time like i i definitely think i learned a lot and when i started in seattle uh, there were de- there was definitely not very many options to say the least. this was really one of the only ones i just think now we have such a wide variety of software, different ways of doing things. And I think it actually really benefits a person to definitely stay long enough to accomplish a really significant contribution and step in their career ladder, but also really ask themselves what kinds of experiences they want to have and and how they want to grow their leadership and, and basically look at where they want to go next. I don't think people have to necessarily leave every two years. I mean, sometimes you're just going to want to because of other circumstances that are not very positive for you or you've done all you can. Yeah, and, you know, you you, you find another great opportunity. I mean, there's so many reasons. But 20 years is a really long time. And there are not very many places where... I mean, one of the reasons I stayed so long is there were so many different groups I could go to at Microsoft. Just not many companies that are that big. You know? Yeah, it does. And I, I do feel also that it, I certainly got to a point where I felt like, Hey, I think we need to do something in a very different way, but I don't have not had any experience doing it any other way. And so for me to really lead a team effectively through change, I kind of have to go through that change myself and learn from other companies that have done things a certain way. Um, before being very effective at leading that change at Microsoft. And so I actually think in some cases, you're a more powerful leader if you leave, go learn from another place and come back, for example. Um, So I just think staying one place in a long time, I mean, A, it's very rare to find a place that'll give you that much variety. And B, these days with so many things around you you know, you've got a lot of choices and you should take advantage of them.
0: Yes, definitely. So after being at Microsoft, like you said, you came to Ada Developers Academy and you've been sharing your experience being a mentor. One of the things you mentioned was that you liked that Ada Developers Academy had a different approach. How is it different, for example, than other boot camps? Is Ada Developers Academy a boot camp itself?
1: I do not refer to it as a boot camp because I view a boot camp as exactly what many of the boot camps are. They're are 14 weeks. Uh, that would be a long boot camp, uh, considering, you know, some of them are actually, they've probably gotten a little longer over time. Some of them are six to eight weeks and then they've grown. It's a full year. I, I mean, 11 months, which is close to a full year. So it is an intense ride. And so it's six months in the classroom, it's five months in an internship. It's all about building a community while you're there. It's about trying to figure out the best job fit for you. We spend a lot of time in terms of what it's like to transition to a job. We work with our networks, uh, with our students. So it's, it's a huge career transition. And so it's not university where it's four years, but it's definitely not a boot camp where it's like up and done in a couple of weeks. And it's pretty intense. And that's, that's what I think differentiates it uh, from other boot camps, the length of time, the fact that there's an internship associated with it, the fact that it's tuition free.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's pretty awesome.
1: Yes. So yes. very, very accessible.
0: Like you mentioned, ADA Developers Academy is split into six months, followed by six months at an internship. What are some of the things that members do in the first six months? How is it structured?
1: So the students are in the classroom for the first six months, and it's a combination of lectures and projects. It's very project-heavy, actually. So you start to program small things from the first week into the second week. They start off being one hour, two hour exercises. They grow into half day, full day. You know, by the time you're in the middle of the program, in the middle of those six months, it's you know a week long projects that you do with groups of people. So we really uh get into that mode of building software with what you know very quickly and then it just gets bigger and bigger.
0: What is the nature of those projects? Are they from a particular area like mobile apps, web apps, or is it mostly um whatever any person thinks about?
1: They're web apps. So we teach front and back end. We teach full stack We also familiarize students with all your workflow tools, source control, GitHub, for example, databases, how you work with them, how you deploy software. So it's all, you know, the full uh, set of skills that you actually go through uh, when you build software and deploy it to customers. It focuses definitely on web development. By the end of the six months, we have students do a capstone project, and that can be anything they want. So... Quite a few students have certain goals, like they're supposed to define their goals. Some students will say, hey, I want the goal to be uh, of my project to be really tied to a cause that I believe in, and I'm going to build a web app to um, basically address that cause. Or some people will say, I want to work with hardware. Uh, One of my students wanted to work with VR. So she basically uh, did her project around that. Another student wanted to work with hardware. Another student wanted to learn iOS development. So she built a Swift based app. So there's, there's a wide range of things that students can do. But the main thing is, is that we understand that all of our students are going to go into internships where their stack is going to be different from the stack we teach. And the main point of You know, we are based on Ruby and Rails, but the main point we choose that is because it's a very friendly language base to start with. But what's really key and important that we ask our students to take away is these are the components of what makes up a stack. And so if you're going to pick up a new one, which you very most definitely will, you know what to look for and you know what to start ramping up on. And, And that's really an important thing in terms of what we all have to do in this industry in terms of. Self-learning and picking up new things. So.
0: That that's exactly what I was thinking. That if technologies go obsolete,
1: or there's a yeah. better one that surfaces. So you have to be able to keep learning. Yeah, and we've over time integrated things like JavaScript, and uh, you know we try to look at you know what are the best ways to teach, what parts of JavaScript are the best to cover, and so we we definitely keep up by getting feedback from our sponsors and looking at the industry themselves, and continue to evolve the curriculum. And how does the process
0: of the internship work? Do the students look for the internships, or do you have
1: partners that um, facilitate this process? We have companies that uh, we either go to to ask them to participate or come to us and let us know that they would love to participate. And these are companies all over Seattle and quite a few on the east side. I'm very thankful that they really support this alternative way of finding a diverse pipeline uh, for their programmers. But they basically partner with us. They help fund us. To be honest, that's where a lot of our funding comes from. They participate with the students. Some of them volunteer, get to know the students. We do go through an interview process towards the end of the classroom period where companies get to interview students who are interested in them. And based on the feedback that they give us and the feedback that the students also give us and what we know uh, will be an environment for the student to thrive in, we basically make the match between the company and the student.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think personally those partnerships are very important because some of the other things that I've read is that people who didn't uh, major in computer science and they go to a boot camp, not, not specifically Ada Developers Academy, but to one of those shorter boot camps and the recruiters perceive that as a certain way or they don't really understand, they just look for labels like, did you graduate from university, yes or no? So I think definitely working with partners to, to show them they do have the skills, they didn't acquire them in traditional ways, but, well, actually they are traditional ways, but what I mean is not in a university setting. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you found that? I
1: think that more and more, you know, definitely there are a lot of boot camps around. Uh, more graduates have shown they can be successful in the market. A lot of beta graduates have shown they can be successful in the market, that increasingly when I talk to companies about it, it, it's not necessarily a hard sell in terms of them being willing to give it a try. And you know, that that makes me hopeful. And I think also that I appreciate that companies have a very open mind around how they traditionally I think they know what they traditionally do is not working. It's not giving them the the level of diversity that they need. And so
0: and also because there are other times where we have we can look at Coursera and learn other things there. So I think uh, we're witnessing a
1: cultural shift and what where education can come from. And to be honest, you know, I have to say that once companies meet the students, it's a done deal. I think, you know, I don't have to say anything anymore. You know, after a while, I feel like telling them, like, I'm going to stop talking now. And I think if you really want to be convinced, you really should just spend 20 minutes with one of my students because you'll start to understand what motivated them to do this. And there's so many stories about, well, I didn't have role models. I got discouraged, but I really wanted to do this. And here's everything I did to make this work for me. Their backgrounds, just both culturally, professionally, what they bring to the table is really amazing. And and many companies that I know that have had the opportunity to talk to students or graduates are just completely impressed with what they're seeing. And they immediately get within 15 minutes into the conversation that these are very different programmers than I've ever hired, um, and are going to bring some some fresh new perspective to the way I do my work. So, I really I really feel like the best way for the companies to really understand what a big difference it makes is to just meet them.
0: Yes, definitely. That actually resonates with a conversation I had with Katie Stone Paris from Xbox, where. She's saying inde- independent developers for games bring a different new perspective to games because they have games about battling cancer or insecure neighborhoods because the people that develop them are from those backgrounds. So I can de- I definitely agree with what you said.
1: Yes, and these students have amazingly diverse backgrounds. I've got teachers, librarians, flight attendants, uh Actresses, just psychologists, linguists, so just a broad range of former careers. So, in what ways can people
0: support the Ada Developers Academy?
1: Well, there are a number of ways. I think if uh, someone is, is part of a company or works uh, in a corporation that isn't one of our sponsors yet, you know, I'd love to talk to them. I'm always looking for a broad uh, portfolio of companies. For our students, because they really do have a wide variety of interests. I'm particularly also interested in companies that look at look work on problems that have societal and environmental impact. Uh, maybe some social ventures or nonprofits as well. Like I think I, there are actually quite a few of my students that want to apply their skills in those areas, and I think it's great. Like those are those are some of the areas that we really need to infuse software with. So that's one, and I think the second is. You know, for anybody that really wants to donate their time and their energy, especially if you're passionate about mentoring or helping students with their projects, we have a lot of volunteering opportunities. We rely a lot on our volunteer community to have our students prepare for this transition and also get help while they're doing their projects. And third, of course, like with any nonprofit, uh, we have a fundraising arm. And so, Those that want to give and want to contribute, there's all sorts of things that we often find that we need funding for. We have students who definitely have come from low-income backgrounds that need additional support as they go through the program. It's free, but living in Seattle is not trivial and not cheap at all. And so, you know, any, any form of financial support that we can get, that we can give to our students, uh, we are also happy to do that. So, Is
0: that through the
1: website, the Aida Developers? Yeah, account? there's a donate button and, um, you know, they can also contact me uh, if they don't want to do it online. But yeah. I'll, I'll
0: include this information in the show notes. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank
0: well, you. Cynthia, thank you for coming on the show. It was great talking to you
1: thank you for doing what you do, Uh, you know, creating this show and, and providing such a, you know, diverse set of voices about women in tech.
0: Yes. Thank you so much.